Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 239. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have off-road childhood star Andy. Yes, okay. We were all childhood stars. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. You won't want to miss it. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to start right off with... Uh, so iPhone 13 just came out, I think, like a, about a week ago. Um, the pre-orders uh, were about a week ago, and you can now get your hands on them. Uh, and I think people are. Uh, but with that means uh, it's already old news. And Andy, the uh, rumor mill is spinning like a top for the iPhone 14. I mean, what do you got? You got that uh, put it in your brain yet? Any of that stuff? So they're they're working on that. I, I would chalk that one up to like maybe like sixteen or seventeen. Um, but what they're gonna, what it's looking like, and again, everything this is so far down the road, but upward of like 40, 48 megapixel camera on the back with a multi K upward of I want to think I saw six K recording capability. So like Christopher Nolan could use this now. Yeah. And that's not all. Remember this whole notch that people hate? Of course, yeah. Well, they're working on it. And uh, Rumor Mill is saying uh, that the hole punch style, like Google has implemented, I don't know how long ago, uh, will be coming to the iPhone 14. It's important stuff. Pretty good. Uh, You've got to go back and forth on all this stuff. You take someone away, you give it back, and then, well, they, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, people are, are pretty crazy about this stuff right now. Um, nothing about it sounding like it folds, but I don't know. What if they bring back a stylus? Like, let's do it. Yeah, We're that'd ready. be a pretty yeah. old school. Uh, they are talking about potentially adding back the uh, fingerprint ID. And uh, maybe that'll be built into the glass or like on a, the power button, kind of like the laptops have where the power button is unlocked with your fingerprint. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of time for for those rumors to gain momentum or fade away. We'll see. Yeah, there's always a, a bunch of nonsense in those things, but sometimes they get it 100% right. Yeah. All right, uh, you want to tell us about the new Saturday Night Live cast and uh, all of that? Yeah, so uh, season 47 of Saturday Night Live is starting this week. Now, Keenan uh, Thompson's finally, been in all 47 of them, right? Yeah, they, they finally uh, gave some news about how it's going to go, who's going to host, who's on the show, and it's always a, a big deal. Uh, it took them a while, but um, pretty much everyone's coming back except for Beck Bennett. That's the big loss. So uh, he's going to go back to do those AT&T commercials he used to do. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know what his plans are. I always liked him. I think he never did a, that much stuff on SNL. Like it wasn't that memorable, but he was, I, I always liked the stuff that he did with Kyle Mooney, especially, I mean, they did stuff before SNL and that was what they were. They did their uh, good neighbor sketches on the internet. Um, but Kyle Mooney's staying with it, but Beck Bennett's moving on. Uh, but that means all the a lot of the other people that were expected to maybe leave are still coming back for another year. So like Pete Davidson, uh, Kate McKinnon, um, Cecily Strong. Like these people have been here for like almost ten years. It seems like 
Uh, Keenan is going to be, I don't know how many years this is now, 20 or something. That's um, nuts. He, I mean, he went back. from Nickelodeon to this, right? Yeah. So I, I'm ex- I'm thinking that they're not going to have everyone every week because it seems like there's a huge cast of people that like, this is too many people. You're not going to like the best SNL years would have like 11 people. So like he's like, been at SNL since 2003. Yeah. So like that was already, I think Will Ferrell was still doing Bush back then. Like that's how long ago it was. <laughs> Nuts. Um, how about a heavyweights too? <laughs> You know, I think the the future is bright for Keenan. I think he could he could get that done if that's really, really what he really wants. Um, he should. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do going to do Fat Albert too, though. I think that's uh, not allowed. I did like his skits uh, where it was like he played Bill Cosby doing aerobics in his basement or something. Yeah, honestly, again, I don't, I don't think they're going to do very many more. I, although I know they did do some Bill Cosby stuff after everything, um, but yeah, now it's. A little harder. Um, they also uh, added a few people, as they usually do, uh, including... So one guy I was familiar with, strange choice, I'd say, uh, James Austin Johnson, who I've seen him. He, he did a lot of uh, Trump imp- impressions. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's what we uh, really want, you know, in this year is <laughs> Trump impressions, you know? I, I assume he does a whole bunch of people. But that's like that's what this guy was known for. It's like, oh, he did funny things on TikTok doing Trump or whatever. And it's I mean, like that's kind of come uh, and gone, hadn't it? Yeah. It's like I think uh we missed a moment. I think if you start to do you don't want too much Trump in your comedy show, I think it's I think it's over. Like that's I mean, maybe it'll come back, maybe but you could wait, you know? Yeah. In the year twenty twenty one, let's just not do any Yeah, Trump why lock him down so early unless he does other ones maybe that we I'm sure he does other stuff, but that that was like, oh, okay, that's weird. That's all right. They just always have one of those people on retainer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe he's the next uh, Daryl Hammond, who he was on the show for years. It's like, well, he does Bill Clinton really good, but he also does like everyone really good. He's no Clive Owen. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so it starts this Sunday or Saturday. Uh, Owen Wilson leading it off. That seems like a good pick, I would say. Uh, second, Kim Kardashian. So. I heard about that. That makes uh, no sense. Is I it mean, just because they had, their ratings have to be down, and so they have to get these internet people, right? Yeah, it feels a lot like uh, Elon Musk last year. But, I mean, SNL's done that a lot like throughout their history. They'll have some random person who has no like real on-screen talent or anything. Uh, but then I like the, the next week. So you go from Kim Kardashian to uh, Oscar winner Rami Malek. So that's that's how that goes. Uh, and then, and that's we, fresh off of 007 premiere. Yeah. So he'll be he'll have already terrified the world uh, yeah. as a terrorist. Uh, and then the last one they have announced so far is uh, Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis. So um, you know, I think he has. I think he'll be good on SNL. I don't know. Um, yeah, he might be able to handle it. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, season 47. I've been out of it for, I don't know, since when Sudeikis and those guys left, I stopped watching. Yeah, and I, I'm happy they've gone on to, like, not movie success, but like a lot of them have done shows I've liked. I'm looking forward to McGruber coming back. That's going to be great stuff. Uh, but they all they all, they all all work that era of the cast. Yeah. Um, I saw so Pete Davidson is back. Why? Yeah. What does he do? I think, 
I think for a lot of these people, it's like, I'm not going to quit a job right now, you know? So I think, and, and especially if, like I said, it's a big cast. Pete Davidson would just disappear last, like the last like five years. And that's probably the deal. It's like, hey, just don't quit. But like, if you don't want to show up, you don't have to show up. That's the deal. I don't know. Interesting. That's a good gig then. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll, I will be watching sketches from time to time. I don't like tune in at 1130 or anything like that. But uh, something that catches my eye on the, the YouTube feed. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. I spend um, five minutes a month on YouTube. I don't yeah. even go there now for movie trailers if I can avoid it because I know that's followed up with two ads before I even watch an ad for something. So it's annoying. I think yeah, you can watch them on like Fandango and stuff, but then they get that like. Well, if it's already thing. out too, most of the stuff I want to watch is a commercial or trailer for is already out. So I just go to iTunes. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us about the cast of the Super Mario movie. So they're making a Super Mario movie, animated movie, uh, done by Illumination, the people who made like the Minions movie. Uh, so already a little like weird, like, OK, what, what's what's even the plot of Super Mario? It's just a he's a plumber and he rescues <laughs> the princess from the mushroom world uh, against a dragon. So it was always a weird like choice to be making this into a movie. And uh, based on the cast, it's 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 still weird. Uh, so so right off the bat, Super Mario is going to be played by Chris Pratt. So uh, when I think Italian guys, I think Chris Pratt. Right. That's. It's already a little weird. Well, Clive uh, Owens playing Bill Clinton. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think the the appeal of Super Mario is that he's just like a regular Italian plumber with a mustache. Yeah, is he gonna gain fifty pounds for the role? Yeah, what is Chris Pratt is like too? He's too good looking, too charismatic now for that role. I'd say, um, like, he's just gonna be Star Lord as Mario. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, but here's something I do like: Luigi, his brother can be played by Charlie Day. Yeah, I feel like he's already he was this role in like a Halloween episode or something. Yeah. Uh but that just means Frank should have been or Dan DeVito should have been Mario. That would have been Probably couldn't get him. Yeah, yeah, he's a big get. Uh So Anya Taylor-Joy who's like so hot right now, she's in everything. Queen's is, Gambit is Peach. Uh but like that's weird because like Anya Taylor-Joy is like you know, sad all the time. She doesn't like seem like a happy princess, but I guess she's getting kidnapped in this movie. Probably uh, she'd be getting kidnapped by Bowser played by Jack Black, which pretty good. Yeah. Jack Black uh, knows what he's doing with that stuff. He was the Kung Fu Panda, so he knows how to voice act. Uh, Seth Rogen is playing Donkey Kong. I don't know how much Donkey Kong could be in this movie, but that's that's interesting. Uh, I didn't really think of that one, but I'm sure there'll be some good laughing. It's always what Seth Rogen brings to the table. Uh, you got Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Uh, okay, and then uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Pretty so good. That's Donkey Kong's grandfather who sits in a rocking chair. So, is this a cartoon? Yes, this is animated. I said it's the Minions people. Oh, okay. I yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. So that's gonna be. Uh, I have no idea. It, the internet was confused. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm there for anything that, that Charlie's going to be in, you know, he's got a good voice for this kind of stuff. So pretty good. Yeah. So look for that next year. Uh, I don't know. In your nightmares, look for it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, are we ready to talk about Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, we got some updates on the Fantastic Beasts 3 coming out next year. Uh, we got a title and a release date. So Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> that is what this is called. And uh, not a great title, I would say. Um, it's already weird that they've stuck to the Fantastic Beasts as their, their branding. They're like, all right, well, that's what that one book was called. So we've got to keep calling the movies this, but even if they're not about beasts anymore, I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I don't watch these movies. I'm sure you don't watch these movies either, right? No. But they are, I guess, important to our culture because it's Harry Potter and people uh, love it. But like, I mean, yeah, I watch someone's going to watch, watch Harry, it. I watch the Harry Potter movies, but I'm like, I'm not going to fucking for a spinoff series, but I guess they're still relevant. And like when I saw it, it's like, the third one, like, shit, this is the third movie of this already? Uh, they already have, like, greenlit four and five. So this is, like, you know, this is how it goes. This Marvel's ruined movies in this way. Like, I like yeah. the Marvel movies, but they've ruined it and that they've made everyone else, like, just become insane. Yeah. We're like, we got to do this. Um, you got to have but, volumes of your uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other notable stories about this, if you'd remember, uh, Johnny Depp was in the last movie. Uh, I think he's like the main villain of the whole like franchise. Uh, he was fired after his legal drama trouble, whatever. Yeah. Um, so so Johnny Depp is like half canceled and that he's like, he'll be, he'll be allowed to make movies, but not like big kids movies anymore. Uh, but if you remember, I think it was Warner Brothers who does this. They, they paid him $10 million to not be in the movie. Pretty good. So a uh, nice little payday for them, for him. And uh, he's being replaced by Mads Mikkelsen. So that was the story. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the movie. That, it's coming out next year, April 22nd. So Fantastic Beasts. The Secrets of Dumbledore. Again, like what are his secrets? We want to know. Uh, and also, Dumbledore is not the main character of this. It's just like, well, people know who that is. That's the tall wizard guy. So we got to put him in. It's like if you made a, a Star Wars spinoff and it's just like the secrets of Obi-Wan. But like Obi-Wan is not actually in it, but people know who that is. Yeah, it's a curious choice, but I don't know. Uh, oh, it's a TV miniseries. Johnny Depp is in uh, Puffins. <laughs> okay. Animated series. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp will be in something. I think he's taking some time off. He'll be yeah, fine. That's all he has in production. He'll be fine. All right. I want him to make more movies like, you know, Blow or Black Mass uh, versus, you know. Actually, I added to my queue to watch uh, for this Halloween season uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine if he made either types. Yeah. I, I like that he kind of made that. It seemed like he made that switch with Black Mass where it's like, oh, he's going to be in serious movies again. Uh, but then he went and made fucking Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Harry Potter movies. So it's like he went for the paydays again. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a big wine collection, I, I understand. Yeah. So he's got to pay for it somehow. And just in case you didn't know, uh, Johnny Depp played the character of Gellert Grindelwald. So it's really important. Okay. Gellert Grindelwald. Yeah, from uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk about the return of Law and Order? Not to the world, but... Yeah, well, this is breaking news. 
So NBC has decided they are bringing Law and Order back. Um, did it ever really go anywhere? Kind of, technically, yes. Uh, Law and Order SVU has continued to air for years and years. Uh, they've also had various other spinoffs. Um, but Law and Order Prime, I guess we'll call it, you know, Law and Order, the original. They're bringing it back for a season 21. So the original Law and Order went off the air in 2010. So it's been 10 years, uh, but they're bringing it back. And uh, no confirmation that Sam uh, Waterston is coming back, but they say, yeah, that's that's the first order of business is we're getting, We're bringing him back. Uh, very important. That just He's like comfort to so many people. I think in the decades since Law & Order hasn't been on TV, there's people who just watch Law & Order online or whatever on streaming, just on nonstop. Uh, it's just, it brings comfort to people. So I don't uh, think I've seen an ounce of any of these ever. Really? That's, I, you've probably seen a full episode just like in an airport or something. Like, no, I think maybe like through other shows or movies where they yeah. show it. Um, but no, I mean, I know that's the one that it's doo doo, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's the one where they always interview a guy who's at work. And he just continues to do his job while they ask him about murder. Well, he's got to clean glasses. He doesn't have <laughs> yeah. time. He's got you know a dinner rush, and he's got to attend his bar. And there's always like a like a Frankie or something like, hey, I got to go back to work. And they're like, all right, thank thank you for your time. But you stick uh, around town, you hear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so that the original version is is coming back. Uh, Dick Wolf is the only man allowed to work in TV still. He's got. I think three different series is he's got his whole, he's got Chicago on NBC. He's got all the Chicago's. Uh, now he's got, he's still got like three law and orders on the air and he's got all these like FBI shows. Uh, I don't know how old that man is. Cause he's been doing this for 30 years. Born in 46. Damn. Like that's, he has all the TV shows. That's the only thing people watch on those uh, regular networks now. So it's like, uh, what is I, I think a cop is, or something <laughs> lawyer. He has, Everything he has no he knowledge. Has yeah. PD, justice. He's just an artist. He's a painter. And yeah. like, I'm going to write about cops. All right. Um, but I think this is kind of a play towards like Peacock as well. That they, That's going to be a big get for law or for NBC is like, we've got all the law and orders for all you bored people who just want to get drunk and watch law and order because they're I thought it was depressed. what old people watch. Uh, for old people like it, but like younger people like to watch it because you could just watch like seven, seven of them in a row oh. and, be, and be depressed. Whoa. Yeah. They, these are not my words. Okay. All right. Well, tell us about licorice pizza. Uh, last week we talked about a, a few big trailers for some, I'd say Oscar contenders. Uh, we got another one this week, uh, licorice pizza. This is, the newest movie from Paul Thomas Anderson, the uh, the director of There Will Be Blood and uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, this is bringing him back to San Fernando Valley in the 1970s. So uh, coming back to his his beginnings here. Uh, that's really exciting for me. Uh, it's starring Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. So that's really cool that he's cast his son here in a, an important role. Uh, so it looks to be a, a coming of age movie with him in appears to be a high school student. Uh, I don't know what the plot is. It just kind of weird stuff happens. Uh, I don't need to know it, but it's got like a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Bradley Cooper's in it. The waitress is in it. Yeah, I'm seeing that. <laughs> it was Tom really Waits. 
yeah, Tom Waits gets a big, big part in that trailer there. Um, this looks, this looks great. Yeah, Sean Penn. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this one. This guy makes interesting movies. Not, I'm not gonna say he's 100 percent making great movies. He makes some weird stuff that is divisive, like, uh, like The Master. You said you didn't like that very much, but I think Boogie Nights and There Will Be, Bl- there will be Blood are like classics. Like they're everyone yeah. likes those movies. So uh, I'm and I'm hoping that you know doing this again, doing a funny movie in the 70s in the San Fernando Valley, that's gonna. Well, and you can imagine there's gonna be a great soundtrack to accompany this. Yeah, uh, uh, the trailer has uh, David Bowie. I was gonna say I know it was a good song in there, uh, but "Life on Mars." So it's a really good uh, trailer there. You basically, get to hear like the whole song. Very nice. Um, but yeah, it looks like that's coming out. Uh, limited November 26th nationwide on Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. doesn't even tell us that. So the on, Jewish people uh, are gonna love going to this movie. Yeah, it doesn't tell us that on IMDb. So. Andy's got the insider info on this one. He, he might even be in this movie. Oh, it's just on Wikipedia, so. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, we are going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code... Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at checkout to pick up the greatest dog leash you've ever seen. This thing works with your dog's current collar or harness. And uh, when you plug in promo code Tony at checkout, you're going to get 65% off the dog leash you didn't know you needed. Okay, Andy, how many things do you have? Got five. I've got four. Oh, okay. You want to just lead us off then? We'll go every other. Uh, Sure. Uh, the first thing I watched is a movie called A Walk Among the T- Tombstones from 2014, uh, starring Liam Neeson. It's uh, written and directed by Scott Frank, who uh, just won an Emmy for uh, The Queen's Gambit. And I didn't see it, but I guess he had a rambling speech at the Emmys. Uh, but I liked his, uh, his previous movie he made, uh, written and directed, called The Lookout. He also has written like a bunch of big time movies uh, like Logan and uh out of sight with steven soderbergh so he's been a writer for a long time uh but only directed this is only the second time he's directed a movie and didn't direct until the queen's gambit i guess uh i did not know what this movie was uh i was just knew it was liam neeson i'm like oh he's probably gonna kick some ass right yeah i Uh, thought it sounds like it would be you know wild west but it doesn't sound like it is it is not it is a dark detective uh story uh, and it's pretty great. I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, it's got uh, David Harbour is in it before Stranger Things. Uh, and it's about he's a, he's a private detective and he uh, gets hired by a like a drug kingpin uh, to find the people who murdered his wife. So his, his wife was kidnapped, ransomed. The guy still paid the ransom, but they still killed her. And so like, I want this guy. I want you. I heard you're the best, Liam Neeson. And he's he's, a, you know, an alcoholic in recovery and just like. Oh, you don't want me. It's like, no, but we do. We want you. Uh, so just a very, very dark movie. A good New York City movie. Um, set in 1999 for some reason. I think it was, I didn't, couldn't tell at first, but then he was like at the library and he's going on like Yahoo. Hmm. I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, right. I forgot. This is 1999. Pre-Y2K, um, Y2K stuff. Yeah. Well, they mentioned Y2K. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't like computers. They're all going to 
burn anyways. Like, All right. Uh, <laughs> no one does a, a, an impression of Liam Neeson quite like Andy does. Yeah. Eloy Armanning. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's just, he's, he's so great. He never, he never has to try that hard to be American. Yeah. Just like, it's fine. But yeah, this is really good. good. This is on HBO Max. Really good. All right, maybe I'll check that out. I uh, finished Nine Perfect Strangers. The finale was uh, just the other day. It's only eight episodes, but there uh, it was a weekly thing. It was good. It was a little different. Um, you never really could kind of guess exactly what was going to happen, but kept you intrigued the whole way through. And uh, I mean, Michael Shannon, whew, the heavy. He, uh, everyone was great in their own little way. Um, Melissa McCarthy was very funny. Her, uh, her scenes with, um, Bobby Canvale, uh, very good. I really liked early on. He like throws a grape at her cause she's asleep in the pool, but it actually accidentally, you know, goes in her mouth and she starts choking. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, but I, I enjoyed it enough. It was entertaining enough to, to watch on a weekly basis. Uh, Andy, did you finish it? Uh, I've watched four, I think, so mm-hmm. I'm slower on it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's I think it's gotten better as you know the characters. And yeah, the the last one I saw has Michael Shannon like singing multiple times, and it's like, all right, yeah, this is good. Oh yeah, that, this has got to had to be fun for him to do something. They're like, I don't have to be like a scary, intimidating guy. I'm like, yeah. no, just be a dad. It'll be fun. So yeah, it was uh, like I said, it was enjoyable. It was not incredible or amazing but it's good uh every one of the people in here does a good job in their own way okay ready for my next one here yeah what else you got uh so last week i watched all those clint eastwood movies uh oh yeah i continued on with uh unforgiven from uh, 1992 so this is also on hbo max gene hackman Uh, i think this one best picture even it's it's considered a classic i had never seen it but i knew about it uh, yeah, so it's Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, uh, Gene Hackman. Uh, so just a bunch of great actors doing their thing. Uh, old guys being old in the West. So it's, I mean, that's kind of the theme there is, you know, the, about the legends of the West and was this all legit? And like Clint Eastwood is this former outlaw who's just trying to live his life, uh, gets pulled back into it. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I think it the last hour of it, is incredible where I'd say the first hour isn't. Uh, but yeah, just like at the end, it's like, wow, this was, was, was really good. I don't know if this is the best movie that year, but uh, I don't think I've watched every movie from 1992 or whenever this was. Um, but yeah, probably very, not <laughs> very good. Um, and it is funny that this was like, this was the movie to kind of like send off Eastwood as a Western guy. Uh, but it's 30 years old at this point. Like, like it, the movie relies on you knowing that like Clint Eastwood, this old guy now, but he used to be young and an action star. But it's like, all right, we're still doing that thirty years later. Hmm. He's <laughs> so. too good at it. Yep. All right. Um, I am continuing on with uh, American Crime Story impeachment. So I think I'm just three episodes in or something like that. I think it's been three. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's good. Again, I mean, it's kind of when I was, you know, seven years old that it really came to to the surface. So didn't catch a lot of it. Wasn't uh, 
up to date with it by any means. And so it's entertaining. Um, I'm liking it. It's, it's fun. I think it's funny to see Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. <laughs> I think he's doing a fine job. I don't think he necessarily looks incredibly like him, but I think he does have a lot of moments where like, Whoa, that's really good. Um, but I think that was an interesting choice. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, that got announced like a long time ago, I think. And I was like, okay, like I would think you'd go with like an American, but I guess we all suck at acting is the lesson. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm still watching that. I didn't watch it this week, but I mean, there's so many things. I'm, there's a lot of things I'm trying to keep watching. Like, like I said, the Nine Perk Strangers, the watching that Steve Martin one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, there's a lot to keep up with. Uh, so. Yeah, and that's my next one is actually. Okay. Uh, well, you want me to go with my next one here? Yeah. Uh, I watched on Amazon. Uh, you know, I got to get into the spooky season. It's We're almost there, but I think once you hit fall, I think it's acceptable. I don't oh, got to wait till yeah. October And I've been watching Hubie Halloween every other day <laughs> okay. since September started. I bought myself a fall candle. Really oh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I watched on Amazon. I watched uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. So this was his follow-up movie to Halloween. Uh, also has Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Uh, just not nearly as memorable. Um, and it is, it's not as good, but it is still quite good. It's only around an hour and 20 minutes. It has a good setup and then introduces the characters and then brings the horror back. And it's like, yeah, this is a well-made horror film. Um, it's set in Northern California. Oh, um, I've actually been to the lighthouse there that that a lot of the movie takes place and it is a very creepy place. So interesting. Um, yeah, it's about basically a, a ship wrecked in the 1800s and the town. There's a legend of, oh, they'll come back in that night or something. Uh, they're bad pirates or whatever they are. Uh, and they do. That's that's the premises. And, and they come through with the fog and cause uh Havoc on the town, I guess. Um, hmm. But yeah, I've been to the lighthouse. It's uh, Point Reyes. So it's uh, just north of San Francisco there. Uh, it, it, it was a crazy place. You walk down all these stairs. It's like, and it is, the fog is incredible that you really understand why they need a lighthouse. Um, but that's, it was, it's pretty cool. Uh, Interesting. I don't know if I've heard of that one. They remade it like 15 years ago. And it was I'm seeing that like a 4% or something on run. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, the original is good. It's just, it's old, but it's still good. I think it still is scary hmm. and well-made. All right. Well, my next one is only murders in the building, continuing along with this one as well. And uh, I mean, come on, anything that Steve Martin and Martin short are in, I'm, I'm on board with it. So I'm enjoying it. It definitely could be better. And I was thinking about this. If it was two other people with Selena Gomez that I didn't know, wouldn't have probably even started this thing. Um, so I guess that could tell you. But I'm in. I'm enjoying it. And like I said, they're just wonderful together. Yeah, Nathan like Lane. That. You haven't seen. I haven't seen that guy in anything since like that rat movie. <laughs> what the hell was that called? Mouse hunt. Mouse hunt from '97. Wow. Uh, that's really that old. I would have I would have said that was 2003. That's crazy. Why would I watch it when I was a teenager, Andy? I don't know. It feels like a 2003 movie to me. <laughs> Maybe they remade it. Um, 
wasn't that Matthew Broderick? It was Lee Evans. Why do I think that was Matthew Ev? Uh, Matthew Matthew Broderick. Broderick was in the producers with him. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. Um, that's all I have to say. I mean, come on, Martin Short and Steve Martin, get get real. I also started watching of theirs, or a night you will forget, or something like that. Uh, from 2018, it's a stand up with music and stories of theirs uh, on Netflix. Uh, I didn't finish it, but it's just fun, kind of put on the background, pay attention here and there, if you like them. Yeah, I never watched that, but yeah, that was on Netflix, right? Yep. What else you got, Andy? Uh, well, I was in Amazon, yeah, just looking at what they got uh, this this Halloween season, and I saw something that was like, coming soon, I know what you did last summer. I'm like, what? what? Oh, I think I saw that. It's a, a new one, though, right? So, yeah, they're doing a series, a mini-series. Uh, looks like coming out October 15th, I saw. Um, it's like, oh, that looks interesting. I watched the trailer. It's like, oh, I'll probably check that out. Uh, but then I saw they also had the movie there. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll put this on. Uh, not as good as I remembered the original, the original movie there with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, it's fine. Freddie Prince Jr. is really weird in that movie. I, I assumed he was like the star. I just that was my memory of it. He's not in it that much. Um, but I think maybe I'm remembering the sequel, which was terrible, that he was probably in a little more. Hmm. Uh, not that many people dying it it's not very violent <laughs> so it came out the year after scream and it was definitely just a cash grab of like all right we need to make another slasher movie really quick mm-hmm. but it's fine but it just was it's not a classic like scream is uh, i think i was remembering it more fondly um johnny galecki's in it for like the very beginning and i'm thinking like at the time like his character is kind of like they're making fun of him that was probably the dynamic of like we're these new we're the new kids we're we're gonna be in all sorts of good stuff and like current day like Johnny Galecki made like thirty million dollars a year on Big Bang Theory and none of those people work so he got the last laugh yeah in their face yeah and you could always say I was in a better movie than any of you with Christmas Vacation so yeah timeless yeah all right um I started on Apple TV Plus. Season two of the morning show. And uh, we'll see is all I can say so far. So it's not, uh, it just turned. We watched it. I think the second episode or first episode, the uh, ball drop into January 1st, 2020. Now they're starting to get news reports uh, oh, like no. in the production uh, uh, before the show about a respiratory virus that's in Wuhan and uh, they keep saying, no, we're covering this. We're covering that. We're not worrying about it. And uh, they send one of the guys to Wuhan at the end of the second episode. It's got to be. And he's going to you know, start to shed some light on that. And I noticed. So um, Steve Carell's character He's exiled, right? He can't do anything. So he's living in what appears to be Lake Como, Italy. Ooh. Now, if you'll recall, the beginning of all of this, uh, Italy was pretty hit uh, heavy. Especially that region. Yeah. So I'm, I was thinking that like, huh, okay. So they must have put him there, f- you know, so that he can be involved in this. And my thought is like, I don't think they would like this wouldn't kill him. He's 55 years old or something in, in the show. 
but what it could be is a way for him to get back into news of like he's stuck in Italy and he can report. I don't know. Because again, it's still it's January 1st right now. I don't know when it became a thing over there, but I feel like we were, you know, March 10th or something. Uh, But there was a a scene at a coffee shop or a gelato shop, rather, where he's sitting outside like you do. And he was having his gelato and some dumb bitch walks over and is like, you can't be here. You're disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. Trying to have a, a fit in the scene, throws his gelato, like flips it over on his table. And he's like, just being calm. He's like, I don't know who you are. Please just leave me alone. I'm trying to enjoy my gelato. And she, no, you can't. Blah, blah, blah. And some lady walks over and she must be Italian, but she has like a French accent, I feel like, and just lets this lady have it. And it is so exceptional. And she notices that this dumb bitch had some friend of hers filming the thing because she thought she was going to be the next, you know, lady who gets famous because of a celebrity freak out or some bullshit. Um, I loved how they handled it. I loved that it's, you know, I feel like that definitely would happen because he was canceled in the world, you know, but and some people are going to harass him and try to get famous or some shit. And I love that that lady shut that down. It was pretty great. Yeah. So, and the episode two is titled, It's Like the Flu. So, again, I don't really want to watch shows that hit on that, like heavy, but I suppose a news show could be entertaining enough, but... Yeah, that's a good spin on it, yeah, I think. We'll see. Um, Because, yeah, I definitely don't want them being like, oh, it's going to kill everyone, and and trying to, like, scare people, because I think we've seen... the opposite of that but i don't need to get into that okay what else you had one more i have one more so this is this is the end here uh i watched the first episode of midnight mass on netflix oh i want to watch that so this is uh mike flanagan's new show he did all the uh the haunting ofs uh and directed dr sleep so he's a he's a horror guy uh but a lot of the the reviews of this show saying it's not it's not strictly horror. It's not as scary. Uh, and that's definitely true of the first episode. There's like one jump scare on uh, a couple like setups of some maybe creepy things, but it seems to be uh, more, more of a drama. We'll see how it goes. I think it's only seven episodes, not very long, uh, but it's about a, uh, a guy who killed someone drunk driving. And he's just now he went to jail. And he's just been now released and he's going back to his parents home. And they live on an island of only like 150 people. So off on their own. And it's just like a dying fishing town, um, declining population. Uh, but they do have a church, a Catholic church there. Uh, and the, the priest there had been on vacation and he was due back. And when they get back there, uh, there's a new priest. And he's saying, oh, your priest is a he was sick, but he's recovering on the mainland. I'm, I'm filling in for a few weeks. Uh, but there's there's something more going on you know he carried in this like giant chest you're like what is going on here so uh you know intriguing little mystery a cool setting of like this tiny town here with you know 100 people that's that's like nothing um so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes um i don't think it's gonna hit the highs of like haunting of the hill house but yeah um, i don't you can't expect it to you know yeah, but I'm happy if you know he gets every does something every year, uh, especially if it goes down in episodes every year. 
Seven mm-hmm. seems good because that means I guess they're all out already. That's that's the problem with these things. Um, like I saw some story. It's like the big twist. And it's like, I know I'm not going to click on this shit. Like, get out of here. I don't want to know about a big twist. I was just Googling it to see like who was in it or something. So yeah. It's like, oh, people have already watched the entire thing. All right. <laughs> I probably won't. Uh, I'll probably watch it slowly, but uh, yeah, I'll let you know further the more I watch of it. But yeah, I might try it out uh, one of these days. We'll see. Yeah, it definitely seems lower budget too. I would say, which is fine. I don't need the best special effects um, as long as it's a good story. But yeah, I like Hamish uh, Linkladder. Yeah, big short. He's, he's the uh, priest here. So all right, well, very good. Anything else to add? No, I covered it all. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 239 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had off-road Andy. Thank you. I'll see you later.